see trending and I'm like, that either means he did something. Because the last time I seen him trending was for, he made like a terrible beat. I don't know if you ever saw this video. I yeah. think I was telling me, you and Winsford Tom about yeah. one time. Oh, like, I was going to say it was, yeah, he made terrible, yeah. He made like a a C grade B or some shit like yes. that. So I remember, and that was a while ago. That might've been like over a year ago. I don't remember when it was. It was a little over a year ago, I believe. And, um, so then he, I see him trending. So I'm like, that either means battle rap. He did something trash or he, you know, hopped on a remix or something, put something out. Cause Cassidy can rap. Like, yeah, he's a great punchline rapper. But then I see he's headlining a battle rap event. You said that's not the one this weekend. No, he's battle. At, he's headlining a event. I want to say April third. Him and Hitman Hollow, and that's a three zero waiting to happen. Cassidy's not going to get a round that's, off. Like, not even close. That's exactly what I want to ask. Like, how did he get booked as a main event? Right, he's a main event for because his name's Cassidy. Because he's kind of like he actually think because he got embarrassed last time. I, he had some good punchlines. He's got he's got he he came back. His first battle was against Goods, Goods like one of the one of your earlier battle rappers. And his first round against Goods had some lines. Like his best line he's said since he came back is, "I made pa- battle rap popular. You got popular off battle rap," which he should have just attacked that at an angle and basically went on like. I made you popular is mm-hmm. essentially what he should have done. Didn't do it. What do you do instead? He he tried to fit in with the new wave of how they kind of rap, but trying to do it in a 2001 style. And it's just not, battle rap's just not so that like anymore. So Freestyle Friday kind of type? So kind of like, like, like talking about like weed and things like that. Like just like things like that actually work. actually rapping. Like at rapping that works on a beat that's like, okay, that like you can come across with that kind of message. But in battle rap, when it's cutthroat, like you're at your opponent, just it doesn't match up. Cause yeah. It just doesn't match up. Like he can still rap. Like throwback rap. battle rap was more like you're rapping over a beat. You're kind of rapping and going at your opponent. Or so now the words just Yeah. And the way it's been like for Forever, really. There's yeah. always been a subsection where it's what it is now, which is just going right at mm-hmm. your opponent. Yeah, like a lot of and more so just joking on your a opponent. lot. Of, yes, a lot of battle rap and like like your Smack DVD era from like the early 2000s to probably around like 2011, 2012 ish. A lot of your battle, like a lot of your rappers and battle rap, you could just take whatever they were spitting to their opponent. Put it over a put it over a beat, and that would be like a sixteen or a thirty two or whatever. They're like you huh. could kind of translate their verses over to just their opponents. Now you don't craft your rounds like that at all. They're crafted four bar setups, a lot of punchlines, and a lot of different things like that. So like it's just completely different. And he was trying to keep it's that more spoken o- word now. Yeah, like. it is. The element of rapping kind of can get lost a little bit, but there are definitely people who still rap rap out there. But mm-hmm. so Cassidy coming back just wasn't good. He just he just wasn't good. And then he he then he battled Arsenal, and then that was just a mismatch as well. Arsenal's one of your goats, and it, that just wasn't good either. So and then Hitman Holla again. His last battle, he did very well. I think it was his two on two, and he's just gonna he's gonna mop the floor with Cassidy. All right, so I got two other questions. Yeah, pertaining to Cassidy. Yeah, cause you know, I know a little bit about battle rap, mm-hmm. and I've mentioned this on the show before. I don't. I've lightly followed it throughout the years, and I'll see something on Twitter about it. So I know, like, it's still got a big I don't even want to call it underground anymore it's, it's got a pretty big mainstream it's fan base beca- now. Um, main, it's more mainstream than ever just because of the app and caffeine like they partnered with it so they've it's been, still underground in terms of like mainstream rap but it's oh, oh, as and big mainstream. as it's ever been no I was, I was sorry I was saying battle rap itself is as big as it's ever mm-hmm. been but yeah definitely but still, still underground, underground and to, mainstream yeah, like you're yeah. not gonna ma- mention like if I mentioned Tay Rock's name if you're a battle rap fan you'd know it if you are a casual rap fan you wouldn't know it like mm-hmm. that kind of thing where as in some people like Murder Mook or Loaded Lux, like your actual rap fan would probably know. Yeah. For sure. So my questions would be I've only seen Cassidy and I think Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Has there been more mainstream rappers who have done the cards mm-hmm. or those the main uh, two? King Los, if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say King Los did a battle. He battled Head Ice on King of the Dot. Um <sighs> 
I know Enes. I don't know if you know who Enes. Enes tried, tried to cross over, and then he came back. But not really. I mean, there have been a couple others that I probably haven't seen, but there hasn't really been many industry people to come over and battle again. And like, I know they both lost. So my question is, who got, who did it worse? Like, who got flamed worse, Cassidy or Joe Budden? Oh, Joe Budden was better than Cassidy. Really? Yeah. Because I remember that night that happened. I remember I actually wanted to get that card because that was what? Was it like three or four years ago? I have no clue. What to Joe Budden? Joe one? Budden. That yeah. was twenty total slaughter. I think it was twenty fourteen. Honestly, but it was that long ago. I think so. I, I just th- remember it being like trending on Twitter, and I remember like the whole start of it was fucked up. Like they had issues with it the whole night, and it sounded like a disaster. Yeah, it I remember did. it eventually happened, and like Button got some lines in. Yeah, he had like you know, uh, I think it came out in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, but. Yeah, no, Joe. I got Budden. that one twelve. That Joe. What's that line? Because um, I know that's the famous line out of the belt. Put up like that, that. Uh, no. Put up that jagged edge. I got one twelve. I want Joe to see. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, stupid. It was, yeah. That is. Yeah, no. Hall that's of, one of the Hall, hardest lines you could come up with. Hall of the Don. He he's one of the best, greatest battle rappers of all time. Nineties so like, R and B group just fabulously so, proud of that. Yeah, um, hundred percent. And no, Joe Budden. Joe Budden would have beat Cassidy. That Joe Budden would have beat Cassidy. That's interesting. No, yeah. I, I want to see more mainstream rappers like, and those are two rappers that would make sense that would try to do it. Yeah, Cassidy. like yeah. Eminem could do it. I bet Eminem would do well. I really do. Cause yeah, because he came up in that. That's where I've thought about that. Like, if he'd ever go back, like I don't. That's his way to like. Uh, I feel like he'd get a lot of respect if he did that. Eminem could. Eminem and I feel like could, he'd fare well. He could come. His top tier battle, like you just have to kind of get into the battle rap culture, culture a little bit more, and just to kind of know like what hits and what doesn't. But he, Eminem could. Because he's always he rap. stayed disrespectful throughout his career. Yeah, so Eminem, Eminem could battle for sure. I'm trying to think of a couple other like main mainstream artists that could, but definitely off Eminem could. King Los actually did pretty well. So what's the. Uh What's the cards this weekend for Battle Rap? Um, so there is the Super Fight, they're calling it. They're kind of, it's kind of the first card that they did was a Super Fight. Had uh, the had Murder Move versus Tay Rock, which was one of the most anticipated battles pretty much ever, honestly. Hmm. Um, and so the first card, Saturday night, features Mike P and Real Sick. Real Sick's an up-and-comer. Mike P is actually one of my favorites. Rum Nitty and Holmesy the God. Rum Nitty's probably top three today. Best punchline rappers. B Dot and Shotgun Suge, which should have happened on a prior card, but Suge came down with COVID or had something going on personally that he wasn't able to attend the battle. And then Danny Myers and Kid Chaos is a battle that's kind of been brewing. Hmm. That's Saturday night. That starts at 8 p.m. on Saturday. On 8 p.m. Sunday, there's JC and First Lady Flames. This is King of the Queen. King versus Queens 2. Mm-hmm. JC versus First Lady Flames. JC's my favorite battle rapper. Loso, okay. Vixen the Assassin. Vixen the Assassin made her name really last year with two great battles. Averb versus Miss Hustle, which should be... Which in the battle rap culture, that's the battle of the weekend, probably. That battle has potential to be the battle of the weekend. T-Top and Coffee Brown. That one should be good as well. And then... Tay Rock and Official, which those are also two of my top six favorite battle rappers. So that one I'm very, very excited for. So has that one battle of the weekend? Like compare that to an NBA or NFL matchup for me. Um, it's not the main event, but it's like close to it. So mm-hmm. it would be as an NBA fan, it wouldn't be like the Lakers playing the Sixers, which is like the most would be the most anticipated right now. But picture it as maybe... Like a Nuggets-Blazers, maybe? Like a Nuggets-Blazers or something like... Contenders, but not... Something that, like, real, real fans know that, like, basketball fans know that could be the best game because you have so much star power, but it's not technically the headline. Got you. But, like, it's one... It'd be, like, one of those Nuggets-Blazers, Bucks and Clippers, something like... Kind of like that. Like, potential, like, right there, but it's not... It's not actually listed as the headliner. Okay, so that's your week. So you does the All Star Game coincide with the Sunday Battle Rap I event? I think it does. So I think I'm gonna work gonna, that out. I, 
I've been thinking about it. I probably will be... I don't really know. I will have to be watching the event on my phone and listening to that while having the All-Star game on the TV. Hmm. All right. Good luck I think I that. accidentally just said the TV, which is absolutely garbage. What do you mean? I think instead of saying on TV, I said on the TV like I'm 65 years old. <laughs> on the TV. No, watch it on TV. <laughs> no, but yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to need luck. But that is what I think I'm going to do. Saturday is going to be fine because that event starts at 8 and then bridging into you are what you're excited for that UFC event. I think the pre, uh, the prelims go from eight to ten, and then the event starts at ten. Correct, normally. I think it's like that. I'm still a novice UFC fan. Mm-hmm. This is probably the card I've been looking forward to the most. Like this is about as low as you can get mm-hmm. from what I'm gathering or what it looks like to me. Yeah. Um, the prelims. Let me say it like this. Like I know. There's probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 fighters, if that. I'll say 20 at the most that I could, like, name. Like, I could just yeah. name some. Can't pair them with the face yet, a lot of them, but yep. I could probably give you some names, right? On the prelims, there's some names I recognize, mm-hmm. which is, like, much different I for me from boxing. Because anytime I do get, like, a big boxing match, I never know any of the undercards. Right? No, not at all. Um, You're watching it for the main event. UFC, they seem to have, like, <laughs> these early prelims that start at 3. Then the actual prelims, like you said, that so, start at, like, 6 or 8, mm-hmm. right? So this is the second round of prelims. They got name fighters on there. So that's dope. Like, yeah. And that seems to happen every event or most events, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Then they got the main card. Main card, I'm going to read it right now. I was going to say, I, for me, I know... Your classic UFC fighters. I've seen a little bit here and there. I kind of... I'm not fully into UFC. I have no problem watching an event. I'm just not... I don't follow it. That's but like, kind of how something, I was. It's something if it's on and like I'm there, it's not I'm going to turn away like I hate it. But it's... I'd say this is one like for sports fans. No NBA this weekend. Obviously, we have no NFL and nothing like that. So, you're going to have about as entertaining as a car for the UFC as you'll get. So, I would highly recommend this to sports fans. Yeah. Um. There were three championship fights. I'm not going to name all five fights because I don't know the two early fights. Mm-hmm. Don't really care about them. But the three championship fights: Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. That's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong here. I think Sterling's like a kickboxer slash like wrestler, athletic. Uh, this is out of the bantamweight division, mm-hmm. so smaller division. Peter Yan, I believe, is also a kickboxer. This is again like very. Yeah. 20% knowledge of UFC. I could be fucking wrong about this. Don't listen to me. But Peter <laughs> If he's Jan's right, the, listen to him. If he's not, then don't take it. Peter Yan's the champion. Aljamain Sterling, what I can tell you, like I said, he's exciting. The challenger sets a championship fight. That's going to be an exciting championship mm-hmm. fight. Next one, Amanda Nunez. She is... Isn't she, I, isn't she like the best? I think she's the best. Female and I, ever. And I think she's a knockout artist. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen one Whoever of her fights it, and she... Oh, I think that was the one where she like made that girl's face swell like a bunch, a bunch. I don't know if that was Could've the right been. one. I, I don't know. It would know. fit. I know she's a um, knockout artist, and I know she's the best female fighter in the UFC currently. She's the champion. Megan Anderson's her challenger. Women's featherweight. Looks to be a good fight. Like yeah. I'm expecting a good fight out of that. Mm-hmm. Third championship fight, Jan Blockowitz, who is stepping in as the champion for Jon Jones, who vacated it because Jon Jones is moving up to the heavyweight division. Mm. He, his challenger, Israel Adesanya, who's probably the most exciting fighter in the UFC. Yep. If you had to... I'm sure if you ask most people. Mm, like, wasn't uh, his last fight boring, though? I can't remember. I think I missed his last fight. He won the middleweight mm. division, I'm assuming. I don't know if that was maintaining it or winning wrong. it over. Now he's moving up to lay heavy. Yeah. That's what this I was going to say, is. I could be wrong, but I thought... He might have won by decision his last See, I was I like, I think it was by a decision against a guy who was big and punched a lot, and they kind of just like, he can't, it was more of a technical fight, and people were kind of annoyed with it. You I think about be, the UL Romero fight? Yeah. Was that the last one I he had? I think that was last spring, and I think he had a fight after that. Okay. Where, yep, Paulo Costa. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And he won via TKO, so that was oh, probably Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. Costa, actually, I, actually, I just saw this, he admitted yesterday he was drunk during that fight. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Nice. Whatever that. Whatever I actually semi remember that because we uh, bought big cards. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not a UFC. And I don't know even know if we got that. I don't think we got the last Israel fight. No. But 
yeah, this one looks to be very fun. Uh, like I said, he's moving up a weight class. So we'll see how that affects him. If you've never seen Israel Adesanya, dude looks like <sighs> Kevin Durant in the ring Honestly. compared to other people. So he's got that like real skinny frame. So him moving up to lay heavyweight, which is could be wrong. Is it one eighty five or is it two oh five? I want to say I want to say light heavy is one eighty five. Again, this is just from knowledge I've heard passed down from like Andrew and Trent and everything like before softball games and they'd be so talking. He's moving up to oh, oh, okay. So that one is two. So we'll see yep. how Israel carries that weight. I you know I'm thinking he wins that. I'm hoping he wins that. I'm looking forward to this round of fights mm-hmm. so yeah. i was gonna say i'll i think i'll be watching it too i'm interested to see but um do you know what you're doing for him because i know i said i was hanging out with trent i'm but always getting food okay um i was gonna say i'm not sure what you're doing for i think i'm always, gonna be with trent at some point i don't know where that will be though there will always be food for these type of events um yeah no all-star weekend in the traditional sense this weekend so no dunk contest and all that on the saturday that'll be on sunday that's halftime, I believe. The dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, I think. I was and then saying, I skills think challenge and three point competition before him. Yeah, Lillard said that he's not doing the three point contest today for rest purposes. Kind of threw me off. I mean, I can kind of see that if he's in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because they say the three point competition is like more tiring than you think. No, it definitely is. Because you, I've taken ten shots in a row. But having to, like, taking 10 shots in a row and kind of feeling winded after that, I couldn't imagine having to take 25 shots in a 60-second period. And then if you win, you have to do it three times. So really taking 75 shots in three minutes, it's kind of like a... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a workout. It is a workout, which also just makes me think of Steph making 105 straight corner threes in five minutes. is absolutely insane. Is... Are they shortening the field? Do you know that, or is it the same amount? Like, no idea. I really don't know. I haven't. I haven't even heard who, like who is in either. Like I have no idea. All I, I know, do- there's three people in the dunk contest right now. It's uh, Obi Toppin. Uh huh. And then these are pretty random. Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley are the other two. I don't know if that's the full field. If they're going three instead of four, that is. But that's three of it the four. Makes a little sense, only because I guess people want to covid restriction or people want to be like your better dunkers guess want to just kind of take their time off so you're going to get people who are kind of just not in the playoff loop and things of that i don't know yeah i expect a lot of i'm surprised that more people haven't dropped out of the all-star game yet like i expected the way the stars were talking previously like a few weeks ago i expected more dropout rate by Mm -hmm. now so i don't know and then we got the draft coming thursday where kd is the GM of his team not going to be in the All-Star game? That's two All-Star games, though, Kevin Durant in mm-hmm. a row. So he'll be drafting for himself, and we'll see what he uh, fields against Team LeBron. So I'll be interested in him being the GM, not playing. Like, what he, does he actually care? Like, what's he going to do here? They Have they I'm drafted really their starting fives yet? No, they're doing it? that Thursday. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was, like, their starting I mean, they five. got the starters, but they're drafting everybody yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant's first picks Kyrie I went through this with Joe a little bit ago I think that the team's probably gonna be I think the team's going to be LeBron Giannis Steph Jokic and one other one and and KD's gonna get Kyrie Bradley Beal Joel Embiid Doncic and somebody else Hmm. I just I went through it and I was like I think Oh, Kawhi for KD. But I I went through it, and Kyrie's going to be KD's first pick just because of friendship and the team, and I think that's just going to throw everything off. So LeBron's going to be able to get Giannis one and then turn around and hope to God get Steph two. Like, I think... I don't know. I think KD would pick Curry too, right? He played with, he played with Steph. I yeah, I think it all... The, I think... See, I only can because of the fact of him taking Kyrie. I think yeah, it, but I think he'll take his boys first, so he well, probably all, take. All depends on who has the first pick, because like if LeBron has the first pick, then it's LeBron. He's but, probably still taking Giannis. No, LeBron takes Giannis. KD takes Kyrie, and then LeBron, LeBron take, might take Curry. I think LeBron takes Curry. KD takes Kawhi. He loves Luca though. I think he would take Luca. True. Right there, I could see it. I could see Luca, and then see, I could still even think they could get. Um, I still think he could get a Curry anyway, because I think that KD, um, 
KD may take Kawhi. Could. I don't think. I think if KD has the chance to take Curry, he's taking Curry. It'll be interesting to see. I've wanted LeBron and Steph to play on the same team for my whole entire life. One yeah, because we got robbed of them in the Olympics. Because uh, but it's supposed to happen this year. Is that supposed to happen this year? Yeah, I don't think it'll be any good NBA stars going over. Who knows? No. But yeah, they're for whatever reason trying to have the Olympics, even though it looked early on, like as as of a few months ago, that there was going to be no Olympics again. But they're really going to try to have it. If that's the case, the NBA will their season ends like right before I think like the week before the Olympics start. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know the NBA was hoping that the Olympics would be canceled because they would be trying to like they would extend their season throughout the summer. Like they probably yeah. would have, you know, built in time for makeup games and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, are they trying to? Do you know NBA wise if they're trying to set it up for 2021, 2022 to set up like a regular season, or if they want to do that in December again? I have no idea. I've, I'm assuming they don't know. Okay. Um, I looked at the schedule the other day though, and it it ends like I said the week before the Olympics, which is usually I want to say like around July 9th, July yeah, 8th. Yeah, I was gonna maybe. say it's like first or so, it's like right after July 4th. You know, typically is it around like I think usually like okay. around that? Yeah, that time. makes sense. So if that was the case, then you could start the season kind of like you normally do. And get back you could, yeah, you could get, start it right in October. Yeah, because they've been start they started earlier, right? It's been like the second their third week of October. It's been a, I think they started pushing it back now to where it starts right in November, correct? Because they don't start. Oh. I think. It's been, it it's, I was going to say, it's been weird. Yeah, it's been weird. Sometimes it starts early. Sometimes it started later. I think they started early, but I'm not 100% sure. Because I remember they used to start, I think that's what it was. I think they used to start like on Halloween or around Halloween week, like yeah. right at the end of October. And I think mm-hmm. they moved it up to like October 20th. Yeah, around that time. Yes, I think that's where they're start. So you can do that same start date. You miss like technically like a week and a half of your actual, but like. I think they could start it there and get back to the regular NBA schedule, even though you prefer this one, right? Yeah, I hope. Ideally, would be that they just like start pushing it right at Christmas around that time, and then we end in August. July or August. Yeah, I would love that. That would be that would be ideal. That would it, definitely be ideal. Yeah, NBA in the summer was so dope to have last year. Like just coming home from work and just having a three o'clock game on. Like I know that wouldn't be the schedule for real, mm-hmm. but like. Just in general, having the NBA on in July, that feels, it just feels right. I don't know. Well, yeah, because right AAU is going on. AAU, just everything. Like, that's just like, I feel like summer now is where it used to be like baseball's time back in the day, like when we were kids. Like, it's not. It's not that anymore. And there's more basketball being played than ever in the summer between pickup, between all the summer leagues. Like you said, AAU. Spring feels like baseball. I mean, you don't like watch it, but like spring just, I don't know, spring brings baseball around. The summer for me brings basketball. Like the summer has always been like basketball in my mind, like mm-hmm. basketball. Then fall, still basketball, football, and then fall into winter. That's just football to me. Like, yeah. and, like obviously hockey too, but like basketball's in the winter. But excuse me, if you were to have it go from December twenty fifth, I think if you started on Christmas Day and ended August first. Or like around that time, like if you push. I don't the think season- you get it to August, but at least July, and then oh. that way you can have the uh, like the draft and all that in August. Yeah, oh, and then that way you can have then- everything wrapped up by September. Then you get the NFL. Like it's yeah, that would be the perfect, and so you'd have basketball and football twelve months of the year. Every Basically, year. you would not have a just because yeah. how big the NFL and NBA off season is now. Like, like this, you got plenty of entertainment just in the off season alone, to where you don't mm. need. Baseball is not as much of a factor anymore to where you need to worry it's, about going against them. It's a regional sport, kind of like how hockey is. You don't have to. You don't go against like basketball and football, are, like especially football. But basketball is such a big entity now that you don't have to worry about. It's not the '80s to where, or like back in the day, where you'd have to worry about. Oh, we don't want to step on these. Like people are going to go to. People care about the Celtics. People care, obviously, Red Sox, but people yeah. care about the Celtics. People care about their teams like the nba matters more than the mlb that's yeah definitely and i think the nba ratings apparently aren't good like right now like last season's into like now they're like they've gone down i guess but i think moving to the summer would even you know help that i think you'd have more casual people watching in you know june Mm -hmm. july 
I also, than you would in the spring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's going head to head with football a lot of that early season to where your casual fans not paying attention till January, February. You know what and I mean? And then you, if you were to, yeah, and then if you were to push the All Star break back to March Madness time, something like that. Yeah, because college basketball is dwindling. Like that's regional too. That's yeah. not as big nationally. I was gonna say it's hard. I was gonna say with college football is always gonna be huge. Mm-hmm. Like, because you ha- it has to be, because it's like you get people like Trevor Lawrence who are star stars will have to be there for at least they have to be there for a tenure. Someone like that and just like the South is oh hundred percent like the South is that's like pro that's like pro teams to some of the South like that like Alabama oh, that doesn't have oh, an NFL yeah. team that's their pro team. Basically. I was gonna say so, the number one team in in louisiana is new orleans the same, second team is lsu and then the third team is the pelicans same like with the Pel- the same with like duke and carolina and carolina those are pro teams of carolina for like hoops you know what yeah, i mean yeah and so but with uh college sports or especially college football they're such a big entity just because you also can get familiar with the players in the in college basketball Unless your team's kind of like a Nebraska, where you're gonna have your four-year senior, four-year starters, you don't really get familiar with your team. Like it just kind of goes up and down. Like Duke was cool when they had Zion, but this year Duke's not. Really yeah, it's new. gonna go where the you know it's gonna go stars. wherever those attraction are, attractions are. So that's why college basketball's really never probably gonna get a huge buzz again. Yeah, no, they're honestly. dead. They seem dead to me anyway. Which is what, which is why it makes so much more sense to just let kids come out of high school because then. Your true college basketball fans will have their true college bat. Will be it'll be more true basketball again, like what they had back in their nineties when you'd have with no talent, well, just with less <laughs> talent. But they don't care about the talent at that point. Yeah, the ones who will still be watching. The, the ones who still be watching will not care about the talent at that point. You'll still have just. I think that they should just let high schoolers come out or have some kind of development league that they instantly go into just so they can. They will. There's more and more people going straight to the G League. Um, it, it makes sense. You know, it's just gonna like someone like Zion. Like I understand, like he wanted, he debated on going back to college because he loved Duke so much. But like someone like Zion, when at fourteen years old, you know, unless any barring any injury, that you're gonna be in the NBA. Like that's mm-hmm. your life. Like you don't really need to do anything else. If you want after your career to go get a but like if you're 18 years old, might as well go get a big check to play basketball when you're going to be doing the same thing at 19. Yeah, I eventually guess. the NBA or pro basketball is going to be, I think, is going to be a lot like what it is with European soccer, um, which is be. like you can basically just sign to a club. Basically, people sign to like a G League team at 16, and then you know when they turn 19 or 20 or whenever they're ready to play. You know, maybe get promoted to like say the Mavericks. You know that type of yeah, thing. I like, think that's what's going to end up happening. That's exactly what they should do. Like, they're if you're 16 years old and you're the best in the entire country at 16 years old, and you know mm-hmm. you want to play basketball for your life, why not set to do that? Yeah, yeah. There's less need for college basketball and all that. And college sport. I mean, I've college sports is disgusting. Really, like it's college sports is the mafia. More and more people see that. Like, it's more prevalent than ever that people see that. And it's just, I don't know. It's crazy that college football is still a big thing because I think it just all the shit that goes on there, like, it's disgusting what goes on with, like, recruiting kids and all that. And, like, how much money's being thrown around and how much bribery's being thrown around. Um, I don't know. But they, you know, you can't really take out, what is it, a three year rule? Yeah. Right? In the in college football before they have to go to the pros i don't know if you could justify throwing a 20 year old into the nfl i really don't know like how see like there are rarities like someone like adrian peterson when he came out of high school someone like that or like saquon who are just so built and like naturally they're just naturally different they could probably go into the nfl and be okay at like their young age but a lot of people really do need that development time just because Hmm. the nfl is they're big people. Like they're For genuinely sure. big people. In Freeze. the NBA, they're the NBA. It's different because like it's obviously a much more physical game. But when your game's predicated on your athleticism and things like that, you can grow into that more so than a sport that's as violent as football. So I yeah. think so. That's so college football. I get, and I think do I people don't think, make the argument though that people should come out early in football? Like, there, is there... um not that I've even heard, but I was just huh. thinking about it. I I haven't heard really much. I think they're 
you have like few and far between people who probably could hmm. but there's not really many people that i would say that really are like they would splash in the nfl they really just sit which even then would be cool for them because they would get paid to do to prepare for what they're going to do but anyways i think college football is fine personally i mean yeah they got such a, like i said it's got such system. a pro following yeah in the south specifically and a lot of these big states that don't have big football teams that for whatever reason that'll mm. always college football there. as a whole like the actual playing of the football is always going to be huge the way that obviously college organizations go about their recruiting and everything as you just said is just garbage and yeah, that, that, I mean, that, was like, that needs to change but like obviously college they can't change it because they'd have no institution to speak of you'd have to gut the whole college system like yeah it's basically it's basically free agency out there you know it really is it's and uh there's nothing wrong with that my whole i mean there is college athletes paid yeah college athletes need to be i could go on and on about why i don't fuck with college sports but that's for another day i don't yeah we don't need to do all that but <laughs> i feel like kevin durant this week honestly and the reason why is Kevin Durant a couple weeks Kevin Durant a couple weeks ago got pulled out of a game right mm-hmm. for having COVID for being around yeah someone and then I think he tested negative like yeah. it was a whole it was a kind of a shit show honestly I at my job my client's dad tested positive mm. for COVID mm-hmm. um and then so they kept me out of work precautionary yesterday we had today off for a holiday yeah kept me out of work my client he tested negative so i might be able to come back tomorrow mm-hmm. but i'm hoping so because otherwise i'm just gonna have to wait probably i'll have to sit out all week probably if like they don't let me work tomorrow yeah. is what i'm gonna because i'll have to go for my test tomorrow and then i'll come back friday right yeah i would assume or next monday that would make the most sense at least i don't want that at, like i'm i want to be at home like i was bored yeah bored right so yesterday i'm bored had to stay home. Go to go to check the DVR, and I had like four of these specials called like on this day that NBA yeah. TV does, and it was because I think I mentioned it before. I watched the Kobe game, mm-hmm. the eighty-one point game, I should say, and it was one of those on this day. You know, they had yeah. um, the day he did it, so I recorded it, and I must have recorded the series, and I was going through, and one of them was the Steph Curry. 54 point game at MSG, which was, I think, 2013 it was. Yep, it was a classic. And so I watched it last night, and apparently that was February 27th of 2013. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it last night, just casually, like, because I remember watching that game when it happened. I, yeah, I caught, like, the whole second half, I believe. I watched that whole thing. And uh, so I'm watching it. The game is, that's only eight years ago now, and that feels like. A whole different time like the nba feels so much different it does now and i could not believe it because a there was fans there so that felt much different yeah no it's but, i was talking with a former teacher of mine quickly to interrupt mm-hmm. um just how weird it feels that masks are normal like that kind yeah. of thing we're just talking about how we just forget like oh like a mask is just a normal in the way you go about things having to always stay six feet and all that kind of thing just mm-hmm. yeah but go on but so, this random February game, 2013, mm-hmm. yep. regular season, Curry's going off. This is at MSG, at the Knicks. The Knicks are looking like a contender at this point. Yeah. It's it kind of weird how this puts you like back in time, right? Um, JR was playing well. He had a good game. JR had a good game. But yeah, my observations from that game were, A, I think it was... It was Doris Burke on the color, and I think it was Mark Jones, Mark maybe. Jones, yeah. And they sounded exactly like they do today. Like that's how you can tell someone's a good commentator when you can take it from any year and it sounds exactly the same. Like again, Bonner, Steph Curry. <laughs> um, so they, that was kind of cool, and this the way they were talking, you could really gather like how they felt about the league at the time. And yeah, the Knicks had a good team that year. Um, that was the year they were like bombing up a bunch of threes. Steph was snubbed from the All Star game that year. I don't know if he was snubbed. Was he snubbed? Yeah, I mean that was the that was the talk at the time that Steph Steph got snubbed from the All Star game that year. That was that. I was gonna say you snubbed snubbed or not, you'd have to go back and look. But I'm yeah. just saying that was the talk around that time that Steph was snubbed from the All Star game. Huh. Well, you know, during this game, 
one of the most interesting things to me was it was Kenya Martin's debut for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They just signed him off like me. I don't know if it was a bio thing. So this must have been Kmart's either it's either his last season or like first last season. Obviously, yeah. this is late career Kmart, who was a star in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. right? Like not a huge star, but a star, all star. And uh, you know the reception the Knicks gave him when he came in. I was like, oh shit! Like I don't even know if you would get that now if you signed like a late career vet from like twenty ten that went to mm-hmm. like a you know what I mean like. I was like, damn, I forgot how you forget how smart certain fan bases are like the Knicks. Yeah. And it just seems like we're so far away from that just with the player movement that I don't even know if fan bases even care when they get like a prominent role player who used to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And even then, too, I like Steph putting 54 at MSG was Mm -hmm. huge because it was MSG. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of lost its flair to it too. I don't think that's lost its flair. You don't at all. think so? I th- not at all. I don't think that has. MSG still got it, and you know all the big places to play still got all the juice and all that, whatever. But I think like that felt such like old school basketball from the two thousands and the nineties, as far as like oh, it's the Knicks, it's Melo right here. The Warriors had a weird roster. They had like RJ, Richard Jefferson. They had Carl Landry, who we forgot about. Like they were such a young. It was Clay and Curry and Draymond. You could see the seeds, um, mm-hmm. and just with that weird like veteran I think team. They had Jared mixed with Jack them. on that team. Yeah, they too. had Jared Jack. They had such a weird mix of vets and like younger players. They had like the spacing wasn't figured out yet. The Knicks are playing Tyson Chandler, Melo, and Amari. Like, yes, it just felt so old. I I love the way it felt. I missed it. Like. When I was watching, I got to watch enough of it to be like, damn, I actually missed this. It like, was, it's weird because it was less smart, like analytics smart. It was smart, less smart. But it made it, but it was a more competitive game. I'm not like more competitive, but I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Like, that's, it was a for weird, sure. It was a different feel to it, but like it was a less smart game, but it was also like almost more fun at times. I think what made it more fun was the familiarity with everybody. Like not, you could tell like, the announcers were talking about the game. There wasn't as much talk of, oh, in a few years, will this guy get mad that he's out? Because you'll hear that in like regular broadcasts. Like, they'll just talk about stars like, oh, what's he going to do after this year if he doesn't make the play? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They'll talk about players who are in their third year leaving after year five. Yep. Whereas this was just like keeping up with the game, you know, like, I don't know, everyone, everything had such an identity to it, which you don't see now. With all the player movement mm-hmm. is basically my point. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I that's agree. what really stuck out to me. And it felt old school enough. And I would say the re- player movement to an unconscious level. How lo- long ago would you say that happened? Like maybe 2015 where it started moving like pretty crazy to where it seemed like, oh, this player is there now. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. L- yeah, I would say around the Kevin Durant. I would say, like, like the 2015, 20... Yeah, I'd say then, because, obviously, like, going back a little bit, the Celtics' big three coming together was like, what is this? And then LeBron... Then that, that was via trades. Mm-hmm. But then, the LeBron, obviously, there was the decision, it was like, what? Like, that was... And everyone bomb. had, like, an anti-reaction to that. All the stars yes. started staying out. I was gonna that. say, it was a bomb, like, oh my god, that happened. Then you had certain moves, like, Melo coming home... And like certain those and though all those moves were big and they fit, and then now it's like star movement. Just I think it was really after that Kevin Durant one because it was like seem like it's more after because Kevin Durant it's kind of like Kevin Durant kind of got it from LeBron, but then Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, the second best player in the league at the time, and now for me joined the seventy three and nine Warriors who probably would have won in five if Draymond doesn't get suspended for game five we don't know we'll never know doesn't matter but joins that team and becomes arguably the greatest team of all time like looks wise in 2016 17 that's up to obviously for debate but i think after that people are like well kind of got a band together with others and then because i was also when lebron went i was gonna say lebron got kevin love the year before and things like yeah so i think it was really the kevin durant going to the golden state warriors that kind of made the player movement so big yeah, the NBA feels more like European soccer than ever. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like, the more I'm looking at it, because um, in European soccer, you'll have it all the time where, like, stars will be at a great organization 
doing well, like killing it. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I need a new challenge. And they'll go to another one of the major organizations like in Spain, you know, if they're playing in France type of thing. Who you talking to, bro? You're having like a whole conversation. No, Danny just sent me a Danny just asked me a question and I was reading it real quick. Go oh, on. Shit, word. You're good. No, that's all I had to say. No, you're good. Danny By the way, I forgot question. I meant to lead off. Big props to you on the last show, which has had some reaction, by the way. I'll say that. But Did it? Yeah, yeah, you you haven't heard? Um, I've heard I mean some of the people laughed at the clip that I had posted, but like I haven't really heard much of reaction other than my da- dad said something to me, but Yeah, I mean I've some reaction. Uh just big props to you cuz I, I don't know if I would have done that. And you know, you just you're like, "Yeah, let's have just a little background." He's like 2 hours before the show, he's like, "Yeah, me and Dan are going to come on the show and talk about relationships." Mm-hmm. So I didn't have much time to prepare and I didn't really know where it was going to go, but it ended up being pretty fun to record. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, props to you. That was, I don't know many people who would have openly done that. And uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll have another check-in yeah, a couple a few months down the line. Good whenever. And I think Danny will be open to it, too. But, no, I had a good, that was good. We'll have was, some, uh, you, some uh, submitted questions from listeners. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if any, any listeners have questions, submit them in. I'll answer them. No problem. But uh, one last thing about that little throwback Knicks Warriors game like I said the familiarity where it's like you got Melo the Knicks J.R. Smith you have that core team because that's the thing teams would keep their core together maybe a year longer than what they had to or not even necessarily just wouldn't be so open to moving everything Mm -hmm. so you have that core a few years get that identity the Knicks love that gritty team because that's what they were they're a gritty three-point shooting team they had Rasheed Wallace which I forgot like they kind of felt like the Knicks they kind of had the half of the Knicks like in the 90s just a little obviously the modernized version but like the big star Ewing Mm -hmm. Carmelo and then kind of that grit and grind team around you that can just do a little bit of everything yeah and they had like that Jason Kidd on that team like they had so many former stars Raymond Felton was on that team yep um yeah, what league do you prefer? The one where you like know what the matchup is, where there's some familiarity, where you can get some rivalry potential there, or do you like this one where it's like, oh, in three years we could have, you know, stars clicked up here, clicked up there, blah blah. Which, my which favorite, like? my favorite era of basketball was from 2008 to 2016, so I prefer then. So you perform, uh, prefer more familiarity mm-hmm. then. I'm the I same do. Way. I do. I think that plays more to the fans too, because like, I don't know, fans seem more into you can, it. And you, that's the thing. You gather a team more. Like you can support a team more, I feel. I can't believe I forgot. That's that's what I want to mention the most. How physical the game was seven years. Yeah, that's the, I was shocked by that because That's the thing that I liked. Like a lot of the times that people went to the basket now, they get barely touched and they're like searching for a foul. Back then, you, especially during playoff time, you knew if like LeBron or someone was going to the basket. This is a regular season time. game. Yeah, though. I was gonna say even the pl- playoffs, especially but regular season, you could get hit, hit. Like it wasn't. It was still kind of soft then because you weren't getting hit like that. Like mm. you'd still go to the rim. I guess you'd foul a little harder than maybe now. But I'm talking more like they're letting them d up on the perimeter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're letting them like bump cutters because that's the thing. They got rid of that. I think two, two or three seasons ago, they got rid of to where you can't even bump a cutter you can't grab or anything like around mm-hmm. a screen so there's like no contact on the court at all unless you're going to the basket yeah which i think is dumb um so you have so much more space to roam again why it looks like it's more soccer out there than basketball when you're talking about mm-hmm. the, the amount of freedom you have to roam um yeah that's why that's i couldn't believe like luca i'm not not that he couldn't deal with contact but yeah. like even like if you're going younger like lamello and people like that have so much flair it's because you I, have so much more room to operate. I think of someone like Trey Young, like he's smaller than Steph, or maybe not, but he's pretty close to. No, he's smaller than Steph. Than when Steph was like younger. Yes, I mean Steph was six three, like one eighty. Steph he was probably tiny. Like, and Trey Young's like six foot, probably one sixty five. Is he one sixty five? So yeah. Like, Even uh, then, like I think Trey Young's stats go down a little bit just from just that little bit of physicality you have. You know what I mean? I. I couldn't believe that, but then you think about it, you're like, "Oh shit!" When they make that I mean, rule change, Trey Young's one seventy six, so he's a little more than I thought, but he's still smaller than Steph. Yeah, and shorter too, so like the height does matter. Yeah, and that game that just had a playoff atmosphere in the middle of 
the regular season was one of those games. Um, but yeah, the game truly has gotten softer. And, you know, when you think about that, you kind of put it with the whole three point boom and like mm-hmm. it being around the Warriors. But really that early part, I would say up until I would have to look when they made that rule change. I bet it was like 2017, 2018 where that you couldn't bump a cutter and shit like that. I don't yeah. think the average fan really understands how much of a difference that makes. The that defense, makes, it's really like the NFL defense now. Like, what can you do? You yeah, know what no, I mean? it makes such a huge difference if you can't, like, if you can't it's deter, hard now to get stops if you can't deter Clay Thompson or Steph Curry from running full speed, and then you can set a, and you can still semi-set moving screens, like, they kind, like they're kind of still moving, and yeah. if you can kind of half move on a screen and you can't bump Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or whoever, they're going to get open looks. That's just how it's going to be. And they're yeah. go- and they're so deadly of three-point shooters. And you can't really jump at them anymore because mm-hmm. if you jump at them, obviously you could be a flagrant two depending on where you land and where they land. So, like, legitimately, like, it's... The three-point shot has just become so lethal because of the ways they've kind of made it around. It's kind of like deep passing in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. you, you can get DPIs like no tomorrow. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, all right, Mahomes, throw it up to Tyree Kill. He's faster than everybody. And even if you do throw it a little bit behind, the second he takes a step back to it, he's going to be touched. It will be PI, and you'll get to like – so that's the thing that's kind of tough for defenders. It's like, what do I do? I can't really stay with them i can't hand check them i can't grab them like what am i supposed to do i love the nba i think the officiating is as bad as it's ever been Mm -hmm. and the reviews at the end of games are fucking annoying like there's no it's hard to watch there's no reason why i should look at something two times on tv and they should and it takes them like five extra minutes the you should look at it three times once to look at it, twice to make sure, three to know neither side in, side out, what was the time on the clock. It should be a minute review and then call it good. How like, do you feel about like the situations? So if it's like the end of the game and they're reviewing, mm-hmm. and it's one of the situations where it looks like a player going over the back, like he hit it out, mm-hmm. but it actually goes over off of ever so slightly the person in front of him like very slightly how do you feel about if it's when a fa- the ball barely tips someone's finger and you can never tell unless you zoom in but they change it how do you feel about calls like that um those are the ones that i feel those ones that kind of suck i think i hate how they change those those are the ones they're like the times where like if or also like if someone hits your hand and that the hand goes out technically it's off of you but you know that's a foul so like back in the day you'd be like all right I knew it went off him but it was a foul so I'm just going to give the team the other ball mm-hmm. I feel like those kind of things the human aspect gets taken out of basketball and it's good in some aspects and it's bad in others they need to get a handle on it because the amount of time they delay during the end of the game in the middle of like a good play like it could be something it seems now they're reviewing anything remotely close. Like there's yes. times where you could see it's a three point shot at the end of the game. They'll interrupt someone inbounding on the other team who's about to go make you know mm. a game tying play. Possibly they'll interrupt that, give the team a timeout, interrupt the whole flow of the game to see if it's in fact a three. Like, and <laughs> and for me, it's like some people always beg the question: Well, would you rather? get it right always or disrupt the flow sometimes i would rather just not have it get right hey danny um like sometimes like i mean i get it in like the major senses like of who the ball went off of sure but like there's just some things that i'm like but there's some that aren't even close to where they're like they just seem so unsure of themselves the refs fucking suck like i've never seen the refs this bad no it's it's like it's a lack of confidence it's like they, they really don't. do they like bow down to stars more than i've ever seen in my life they it's it's not good. They're never sure of any of their calls. They review everything. Yeah, it's not good. You're exactly right. Like, there's no... Even in that game, like, the old game, I don't know if it was... I don't know who it was. Joey Crawford wasn't reffing, but throughout all those areas, you have someone who at least, like, back up to these stars. You know what I mean? They'll the, come back at these stars. These now, they'll they'll get argued with. They'll either give a quick tech or they'll just, Which I think like, is worse than anything. Like Yeah, the techs are ridiculous. Like, this league's... Fu- it it's sounds soft. It's yeah. soft, soft. I know people like get mad when old heads say that, but no, it truly is soft. Like it's soft. Even five years ago, look at the difference. There's no contact. You can't guard. And you literally have to guard people without touching them completely. Like I can't imagine how hard it is. 
stay in front of someone. You you couldn't stay in front of Kyrie six years ago when you could touch him. Could you imagine trying to touch without hand checking? Without, I so I, I thought hand check like it's different between like if kind of like in the NFL. Like I didn't mind like if you get a hand on someone, but like obviously you can if you push off. Like I didn't same thing in the NBA. I didn't mind hand checking as long as you're not like pushing them. Like as they have the ball, I think. If you could sprinkle in a little bit of the 80s to 2000s kind of physicality into today's game, I think that would be the perfect brand of basketball. I think you've. What they do in the playoffs, like I like it a little better, but still, you have these unsure ass refs who don't know what the fuck they're doing, who. And then you have players more than ever, and I. <laughs> you know, say what you want about flopping. I'm not anti flopping because. I see what it does. You know, I get it from a player standpoint, you know, but now it seems more than ever that players are just fishing for it more than ever. Like in the yeah. James Harden type of way. Like you got Trey Young doing that, Luca. You find Steph doing it sometimes. Steph. A little, like, like his less than others, but you still find Steph doing it sometimes. Kemba gets his call a lot, and I love it because it's, you know, my Celtics and Kemba. But a few players do this now where like you get it immediately off a screen or you're coming off a screen. And you're trying to get contact with your man coming around the screen. So you're drawing contact instead of just getting up that clean shot. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen Kemba lot get a four-point play or three yeah, foul shots seen... out of it. So it works. But there's so much of that and just diving into <laughs> it's, it's the like... pump fake. It's worse than it's ever been. It really is. Like I get... And players always have chased uh, fouls over every era. But now it's like more flagrant than ever. It, yeah, it's, it sucks because like how Ginobili and D-Wade used to do it was like the right way to do it. In a way, yeah. Yeah, well, because, like, if they... Cause they just the, put pressure on the... You know yeah, what I mean? They're going to the pressures, rim. Oh, no, I mean just on, like, the jump shots, like, leaning into the foul. Like, normally, like, when you were doing that back in the day with D-Wade, he was never jumping forward, really, like, jumping forward for it. It would just be, I got him up in the air, he's jumping towards me, I'm going to wait, kind of get hit and throw mm-hmm. it up. And that's kind of, like, that's good. Obviously, now, it's, like... If I'm leaning my body three feet anybody forward, at me. and anybody like they could even be jumping up and down, but if I'm leaning my body forward and they touch me, it's a foul now, and that's like and the rest are falling for it. Yeah, it's really an offensive foul if you really want to go by the true letter of the law. Like they're in, the offensive players initiating the contact, and the defensive players to the right of their space. So, so I think it's oh, I shit. I agree it's dumb. But so, I'm it, gonna keep this short because. I did not realize at 7.45 the Celtics started about 15 minutes ago. I planned to come and give like a little rundown on the Celtics because they, you know, the sky was falling about a week ago, the Mm -hmm. last two weeks. Um, Yes. They've got two straight wins since then. Big game tonight. Big game tonight with the Clippers. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Management, everyone's backed Brad Stevens. Everyone's basically said, hey, we're not making trades. We're not doing anything crazy here. Blah, blah, blah. Don't Mm -hmm. panic. Teams don't do that often. So when teams do say, hey, don't panic, blah, 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 I kind of listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also depends on the organization, too. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, like, if the Knicks back in the day used to say, don't panic, you panic. But, like, the Celtics have a kind of well-ran organization. Yeah, the Knicks of, always have a well-ran have organization. You're not going to panic as much as you would with a trash organization. And uh, Celtics fans are some of the most dramatic fans you'll ever see and they're just like Boston fire Bra- fans. fire yeah honestly fire brad get rid of danny ainge i'm like yo we're not even in this position without danny ainge trading for tatum taking danny uh jalen brown marcus smart etc etc who we're missing like we our whole skid has been since marcus smart went out and coincides with uh when kemba came back like mm-hmm. it seems like the team immediately lost confidence in him i don't know what's going on uh the star is gonna do what they like what Tatum did last time, just get into the rim at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't have poor body language when shit's not going your way. They've kind of corrected that. Uh, they just, you know, during that stretch, they didn't look like the Brad Stevens teams of old, which is just playing hard no matter what. They weren't putting pressure on anybody. Ball wasn't moving. See, I just, for me, I don't think, I don't feel Kemba fits in with their dynamic, even though I think he's a really good player. I do, I think, and I don't feel that way. It all depends on who and if they make any other moves and get other type of role players. If they could get another wing, three or four type score without giving up members of the core with Kemba, combine that with the way Kemba's looked 
his last few games where he oh, started Kemba's to look better. Look, Kemba's looked good. I just, I don't know. I feel like if Kemba's playing well, then Tatum and Brown are not, and I feel like the opposite. I mean, I don't watch as many Celtics games as you, so if you, I'm wrong, correct me, but I just feel the connection, like, Kemba needs the ball in his hands a lot, and Jalen and Jason are willing to pass it, but it's just, I feel they need to be perimeter-centric, and Kemba doesn't do well off the ball, really. Like I would he say can kind of move off the ball, but he's like I just feel like that's incorrect because they do they fit well together. They fit well together. Their problem is grand picture of things. Can you win with Kemba being an undersized guard in the East? That's that's where it ends up. Them being a fit together, they fit fine together, especially in the offense that Brad runs. It's an equal opportunity offense. Kemba say. plays well off the ball. It depends if Kemba looks like. He did when he first came back. He's not going to work with anybody. You know, he no, looks like no, a shell no. of himself. But my response to that being like as pragmatic as I am, and even though I would say a week ago I was pretty worried too, Kemba came back with no training camp. Like they were. Oh, yeah. Their, oh, definitely. Their thing that they were explaining was that they were expecting the season to begin in January. Starts in December, a week before Christmas. So Kemba's not getting the proper. He's rehabbing, but he's not going to get the proper practice time. Mm-hmm. They've had no practice time, apparently. That's, like, the main complaint out of all these teams. So Kemba's getting all his run-in during games, basically. Yeah. So I don't think we're really going to see Kemba, the real version of him, probably for, like, another month even. No, I I, I I definitely understand that. I just... And that's my thing with this whole season. I guess I just feel like the dynamic... I feel like if you were able to get... A Robert Covington style player, and then get a kind of like even a combo guard off the bench. I feel like that would be better for them than Kemba. Like if you could trade Kemba for that, not that you're gonna trade him for Robert Covington because the Blazers would never take it. But I mean, like that style of player, yeah. I feel like that would upgrade the Celtics personally. Uh, but I also don't watch the Celtics as much as you, so I'm I could be wrong. It would, but I would say it worked last year, and then I would also say I've not seen any bit of the full version of this team for more than a half a game stretch, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Maybe one game. Yep. So this whole team hasn't been healthy together this year. We've only played one third of the season, really. So the main... Yeah. So basically what the Celtics and I think a lot of teams are doing right now is basically saying, wait till the season actually starts on the second half and we'll see. Oh, yeah. for de- um, Definitely. Definitely. Because... Definitely. I, I'm just from my observations so far... I think that change would benefit them, but you never know. Over the two-week break that they have, the good coaches, the very good coaches, and the great coaches are going to turn their team into... They're going to take what's good in the first, and then they're going to build on what they need to in the second. So, yeah, I, Brad Stevens being a top seven coach, I don't argue where he is or whatnot, but top seven coach, you're definitely going to improve. The Celtics should improve. Yeah, I just think most organizations, you know... Sands like the young organizations who came in with no expectations mm-hmm. have really took this first half of the season like the preseason, basically. Kind of like how New England used to take every single season. Basically, I mean they in a different way, but yeah, yeah they worked their way, but they were trying to win games. But yeah, you know, I don't think they're as fed up on uh, wins and losses in this first half of the season as it really feels like. Not the last lockout season, but the 99 one, where like mm-hmm. you really didn't know what you were getting. Because players came in more out of shape this year. Uh, like, even look like, at someone like Bertans. Like, he started off rough. Even, like, Luca came out. like Luca, yeah, he came, he came out a little doughy. Hard, you know I mean? Harden purposely fully did it. Yeah. Because he wanted to get out of Houston. Yeah. and But, like, yeah. I think we're going to see better versions of players. We're going to see who teams are. Um I have a lot of NBA thoughts. We'll talk more about that later in the week when we uh, kind of do our review, preview, kind of all-star kind of thing. Yeah. So I'll say more thoughts on in general in the NBA about that. But I think you can Celtics catch all panic. the Celtics game right now. It doesn't look like it started yet. No? No. Huh. I guess being on TNT, maybe they're doing something until 8 o'clock, like the pregame show. I don't know. Huh. I, th- I thought it was 7.30. but Yo, I, I said 7.30 on the list, but it hasn't started yet so that's weird perfect for me though yeah but uh yeah and uh if you guys want an update on our fantasy season 
you know, if you heard me complain before the year about how I got the championship strip for me, I'm currently in last place. Just wa- like having, just washed you seven two. Yeah, and that game could have been like I'm just <laughs> I'm just getting bad luck left and right. Like Malik Beasley gets suspended right when my team starts to get healthy. I'm mm-hmm. getting three players after back after the break, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's been a rough season. It's been a really back. good one for me. I'm in first, so still it's going well for me. But yeah, we'll do more NBA talk in a couple days. Uh, shit, did I not introduce myself again? No. Sorry, but this this is Kyle, joined by Keenan, Warner Brothers Podcast. You'll hear from us again in a couple days. We're talking NBA. We'll have guests on. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, Keenan, get some NBA questions ready for Thursday. Will do. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go watch the Celtics game. Y'all have a good night.